0: Hello, and welcome to episode one of Screams and Moans Returns. It's still the podcast about movies and sex, but not together because that would be porn. This episode, I have with me Melissa. Hello. Great to How be back. You? Great to have you back. <laughs> Thank you. How have you been? I've, I've been excellent.
1: I've been doing a lot of traveling and uh, just got over a really great summer, so everything's excellent over here.
0: Yeah, I feel like I see your pictures all the time. So um, I'm kind of getting in. Obviously, I know Melissa for a while now. I think way back in Live Journal days. <laughs> oh, it's
1: it's well, well, some of us are still on LJ, but yeah, um, I, it it may be what six or seven years, something like that.
0: It has to be at least because did you it's, know me when I lived in New Zealand?
1: Ah, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't think so. I think you were okay. in Minnesota
0: when we met, so whenever that was. Okay. So probably shortly after i got back. But that was literally eight to ten years ago. Right. So, so we've known each other for ages. Ages. And I always look at your travel photos actually and it, it makes me a bit jealous, but then I remember, um, I'm actually not that far away now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. you yeah, you can come travel with me anytime you like. You can come visit. I'll just talk to the husband. Sorry. I'm going on a trip with Melissa. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> sounds great to me. Let's do it. <laughs> so, with that being said, I'm kind of curious. It's been oh, what, probably two, three years since we've spoken. So, yeah, yeah. With with the move, I guess. Do you feel? Do I sound different? Um, I'm you, kind of curious.
1: Yeah, you absolutely do and I'd like I'd like to point out that I I did predict this way before it happened. Is pretty much as soon as you said that you were moving, I said, "Yep, yeah, that accent's going to drift for sure." And uh, sure enough it is. Slowly but surely you're you're coming over to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> one of us, yes. one of <laughs> us joining the mid-Atlantic <laughs> crew. So, yeah, it's fantastic. You sound I know. Great, I feel actually. like a
0: I need to have a football chant or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and but now, of course, watch. when you say football, you're to that
1: point now when you say football, I think, does she mean real football? Or Does she mean American football? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I feel like that's a bit of a loaded question. Actually, like, <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do I have to give up the American football to you know embrace? No, see, see, that football. is
1: the, no, that is one of the great benefits of being in the Mid Atlantic Club is that you you can keep all the things from both sides that you love, and nobody can judge you for it. Well, actually, everyone can judge you for it, but who cares? Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very true. It is good. So, uh, for those of you who have haven't listened before or are new to the podcast. The reason that this is Screams and Moans Returns, uh, is because I used to do a podcast called Screams and Moans. I say back in the day, but yeah, it was a couple of years ago now. Um, and I met a bunch of great people. And in the meantime, I've gotten married, moved across an ocean, you know, and just been kind of getting things back, I don't know how to say back together. Um but meaning it's obviously a huge adjustment, Melissa, as you know as well, moving to a completely different country.
1: Yeah, I've done that several um, times now. It's, yeah, it takes time to to, to get your footing and, and get everything sorted and organized. You don't always have time. Things like podcasting can go on the back burner for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think that's definitely... Kind of what's been done and and now it's like oh actually I do miss that and I feel like with podcasting and the podcast community you do meet a lot of really great people and a lot of interesting people so it's just I've been toying with the idea for so long I finally put some money into getting you know a new icon made some artwork stuff like that so yeah and it looks great so uh, excited about that so I'm super excited to be back recording and yeah other than that, I guess uh, we could get started about this great movie that we watched. Season it's of the, the Witch, Southwest. Halloween 3. Woop woop. Are, 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 are,
1: arguably the absolute worst of the Halloween films. And, and they're, they're not a great bunch to begin with, but it has a very special place in my heart. So that was why uh, that was why I wanted to do this one. And actually, I, I think let's just let's just go ahead and, and get this this out. And I think we we actually mentioned this on another episode that you and I did together. But uh, this is actually our second time tackling this film. We, t- we tried one other time and uh, due to some technical difficulties, the episode never got released. But I have to say that this film is so forgettable <laughs> that every time I watch it, it's It's the first time because I never remember anything. It's all brand new to me. It's like being a goldfish. It's all brand new to me every time I see the film. So anything that we talked about last time, I have zero memory of this film between viewings. And when I watched it today, it was the same thing. I was like, okay, who's this guy? Who's this woman? I had to remind myself all over again because it is really, truly that terrible and that not even terrible in an... You know, terribly memorable, like something that's truly awful, you know sometimes you'll remember it because it's truly awful. This is just so dull, <laughs> it's completely and utterly forgettable it was a new It was a new experience for me today to rewatch this <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and I was going to say, you did mention that it is different from all the others, and I was going to say, do you know why?
1: Uh, yeah, I did know why, and again, I forgot that. Is is it is this the one... Oh, no, it had the same director. I, I can't remember. There was there was one. Yeah, there was one difference with this one that was different from all. Oh, it's the one that didn't feature what's his name.
0: <laughs> you know, the one with the mask. That the one. one with.
1: <laughs> I always get confused because I mix up the the bad guy from Halloween with the bad guy from Friday the Thirteenth. One of one of them is Jason.
0: Oh. That's Friday the 13th. Okay, so Jason's yeah.
1: Friday the 13th, and I can't remember who the Halloween guy is.
0: Michael Myers. Michael
1: Myers. And they both wear masks, and they both look kind of the same, so, so I always it's, get confused. It's but. true from that
0: respect. So I did actually take the time, you know, Wikipedia, the source of Ooh, all knowledge on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Everything so on Wikipedia is for true. This information. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. When it's peer edited, there's no way it could be something untrue. No, on no. Wikipedia. I think that's um, the,
1: those are the rules. Everything, on, everything you read on the internet is true. That's, that's just how it works.
0: Absolutely, according to Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> But evidently, Halloween was actually meant to be an anthology. So they had built a lot of ideas up for different movies and themes. And then they were going to release it as an anthology series. But obviously when this one was released, as you noted, it was so terrible and the poor box office performance meant that people were screaming for them to bring back Michael Myers. Like uh, right. They wanted nothing to do with whatever, whatever this, this was. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and spoiler alert, it has almost nothing to do with witches. No, nothing. Uh, Season of the Witch, where is the witch? I think they're trying to sell that. Oh, I should probably not get that far into it yet. Uh, But that one of the characters. Oh, yes, because
1: yes, because plot order is so important in this
0: film. (laughs) We got to be very careful how we tread here. (laughs) People might not understand what's going on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're not going to understand anyway. I don't know you've got you've got you got a missing rock from Stonehenge and then it, it just goes downhill from there. Absolutely. <laughs> I actually lost track of how many times I kept, I was keeping a little uh, a little note on the side and I was marking down every time I said something along the lines of oh god this is so bad.
0: <laughs> and after a while I actually lost count because it really is just so so bad. I was going to say, even from the beginning, I don't know about you, but as you said, we've tried to record this before. Well, we did record it before, but unfortunately it went into the internet ether as well. That at the beginning, when I started to see the credits go through and the little... I do kind of like the computer pixelated 1982 graphics. It it was That's the best bit. That's the best part of the whole film. But then you cringe because you know what's coming next right yes it's that song that fucking (laughs) earworm
1: (laughs) which of course i've had stuck in my head all day long and then i tried to work out actually how many days it is until halloween and then i thought you know stop stop don't don't do this
0: Well, there might be a certain number of days till Halloween when I'm aiming to release this episode, so that is partly why we're recording it when we are now, so... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it does try to follow some of the kind of classic horror movie. You know, it starts out, like any great horror movie, with someone running from something, but you don't know what. He's clearly not hiding because there's lights on him at all times, but... Somehow he's not seen by the people who are chasing him. Yeah,
1: that's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: there's one time I can't remember if it's him or or if it's the other guy. He's in a he's in a phone in a phone box at one point, which is completely just transparent glass and he crouches down like that's gonna do anything (laughs) like he's trying to hide by crouching down it's like mate you're behind a window (laughs) (laughs) people can see right through the glass whether you're standing up or not
0: (laughs) (laughs) no i i definitely It is the other character later in the film. But you're right. Everyone who hides in this movie is really terrible.
1: Yeah, they're terrible at hiding. And you just have to think, like, how stupid do they have to be that they can't even evade these people who can't see people standing standing
0: right in front of them? (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) exactly. Oh,
1: God, it's so, so bad. It's just so bad.
0: (laughs) It really is. So... So as we said, it kind of starts, obviously, with the chase scene, which is supposed to kind of build up the story. And all you really know is that there's an old dude who's seriously attached to this jack-o'-lantern mask for whatever reason. So much so that he won't even let it go when he goes into the hospital. And so this is really when we kind of meet one of the protagonists of the whole movie, which I use that term quite Very, oh, very loosely. Very loosely. But, you know, that's where we're really introduced to um, Dr. Chalice, or as I like to call him, the randy, handy Dr. Porn Pornstache. I, I found one,
1: this is definitely one difference from the last time I watched it till until this time, is that I started calling him Dr. Me Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> because this man sexually harasses every woman he knows. Every woman he meets... Everyone he works with, his patients, the the family members of his patients, everyone is fair game as far as he's concerned. They're going to get a pat on the bum. They're definitely going to get some inappropriate touching. There's going to be a lot of putting arms around shoulders. And there's one nurse that he says, uh, "I I should have I should have married you instead of my wife." Right. And she takes it as a compliment. She blushes and she's like, "Oh, Doctor Chalice." <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> They're all so willing in true 80s I was going to say, I guess in 1982,
1: uh-huh. a girl was supposed to take that as a compliment.
0: <laughs> Especially if your boss was I mean, a doctor. I mean, come on. I was going to say, it's a doctor, right? She should automatically just be getting yeah, in there. Yeah, right? Which clearly <laughs> all of them did, for some reason. Um, but I also noticed this time, and I think it's just, again, every time you watch a movie, you notice a bit more. But for some reason, when I first noticed his moustache, though, I thought, is it real or is this oh, a fake? Is it glued on? Yeah, it doesn't look natural to me. Oh, I'll at have least to, oh, I'll have to go back
1: and look at that because I, I, was, I was too busy being horrified by how terrible the film
0: was. I didn't even look at the moustache. I'll have to go back and look at that. Yeah, de- Definitely. Um If I had to say though one thing that is still good about this movie is obviously John Carpenter did yes. the music, and personally, I mean everyone has their opinion, but I think it does set a nice, creepy, tense tone, even if perhaps the acting and the other pieces of it well
1: and actually that that that, that sort that style of of film music is coming back now in a retro way there's There's a lot of recent films that have gone that have been doing sort of throwback soundtracks. And so, even it holds up even now, even though you know maybe it's it's not in the same kind of context that we would have taken it in 1982. It does still have value, and you're right. And you know, he's he is a very well respected composer, and, and and you know, the guy knows how to write a tune. So
0: yeah, I mean, if there's anything positive, yeah, to take that's from that's film. one thing we can say <laughs> that the, the music was on point. For sure, absolutely. So maybe yeah, just buy the soundtrack. Yeah,
1: yeah. If you um, if you have to choose between watching the film or, or, or picking up the soundtrack, just pick
0: up the soundtrack. Absolutely, make your own <laughs> horror movie. It will probably be on. You par. can make
1: one with your iPhone, and even if you've never acted a day in your life, I guarantee you're a better actor than anyone who was in this film. Absolutely.
0: You know, the only thing I would suggest is please don't go around groping <laughs> random women or... <laughs> yeah, in 1982, that
1: might have been on. Not so much now.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. And I didn't notice as well, of course. Um, so the victim yeah, that, that we guy. noticed that came into the hospital at the beginning and kind of set the tone yeah. for... Yeah. Of course, his daughter is all doe-eyed, and you know the only thing I thought though was, well, at least it was a brunette. She would have been a blonde. Most movies, especially in the eighties, but also she was,
1: as as he pointed out in a later conversation, suspiciously young. (laughs) In fact, (laughs) okay. (laughs) So so she makes up for not being blonde
0: by being potentially underage, and he doesn't even bother to ask her until after they've had sex, and yeah. Until it's way too late. <laughs> <laughs> and he's Oh wait, you wanna have more sex with me? Wait, how old are you? <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> because that's the that's the appropriate time to ask the woman you're having sex with how old she is right? after you've already done it. Yeah. And also, can, can can we just take a moment to point out that he blows his kids off several times in order to go hang out with women he barely knows?
0: <laughs> I was thinking as well, he's basically a deadbeat dad. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely got enough income to support these kids and, you know, maybe take a little time off and spend some time with them. And yet, the first young woman who comes in, and of course, she's vulnerable because she's grieving, not that you would know from her acting, so, of course, he just wants to jump right in there. And the first thing he does is call his ex-wife and say, sorry, I know I promised I was going to pick up the kids, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> and and then they've sort of shoehorned her into the role of the nagging wife who never shuts up about how, what a terrible ex-husband he is, what a terrible daddy he is.
0: Yeah. And can I also add, he's a doctor... But yet he brought bought them the cheap ass masks for Halloween, and like the mom yeah. had to buy them the top of the line silver shamrock, expensive one.
1: Yeah, uh, mind you, that was the wrong choice, but she didn't know that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> absolutely. He actually not did that. his
1: kids a favor by buying them the, the off brand masks. But you know what? What kid wants the off brand? They you know they they all want the the fancy one that everyone has.
0: Oh, abso- absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and. Basically, I don't want to rehash all of it because again, it it is a bit much. And to be fair, not a lot happens scene to scene at times.
1: <laughs> yeah, but- yeah, a lot of it's spiller. They were I think they were trying to get to a certain length, a feature length film, and they just had to put some stuff in.
0: Yeah. And and so basically the premise of this film, if you haven't seen it, is that there's this mask manufacturer, Silver Shamrock. And even now when I say that I'm here. <laughs> uh, till Halloween Halloween, Halloween ha- ha- Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> silver Shamrock. <laughs> but <laughs> essentially it's this evil again, there will be spoilers, but you should get used to that. It, it came out in
1: nineteen eighty two. If you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> that's on you. <laughs>
0: and I, I really don't think we're spoiling very much. So so essentially, no, it's no. it's this evil cult, even though they don't really say that, you just kind of have to assume. But what I didn't get is why they were Irish. I think um,
1: Halloween is actually an Irish holiday.
0: And that's kind of where it originated. So they thought, oh, yeah. Because yeah. I thought either it was because... <laughs> it's terrible. Um you know, I thought maybe in a way it was like a racist thing <laughs> like in the time, at the time. <laughs> but, you know, let's pick on the Irish. They're coming in to kind of take over. But I do remember now. I know some Irish people and they do say, "Oh yeah, when we grew up, we had Halloween just like Americans do." Uh, well, in, and, and, and in fact, moved- I don't
1: I don't know if you've ever been in 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 Dublin for for Halloween, but it it is absolutely mad it's complete chaos it's it's fantastic if you like halloween you definitely have to do one in ireland because they really go all out
0: oh i feel like i'm definitely gonna have to plan that trip at some year some year for yep. sure yeah definitely because worth it i think i would like to see that and as well i know some of the english who might be listening are gonna bitch about halloween coming to their country um but because i grew up with a country that in a country that did celebrate Halloween. It's actually something I kind of miss. Like I enjoy that they have yeah. it here, but it's still not, it's not that big in England really.
1: Well, and also though, they complain about it coming, quote, coming to England, but I know plenty of native English people who talk about Halloween when they were kids and who have photos of themselves dressed up in costumes when they were kids. So I think there's some false memories going on there about, um about it arriving Uh, I think that's actually called novelty bias when you think that something came to your country from somewhere else, but actually it was there all along. So, so yeah, I think Halloween has actually been in England for quite a a lot longer than most people would like to admit.
0: Well, and you would think so because it's so close to Ireland. Yeah, indeed. That it it would make sense so maybe it's just that whole british thing about moaning (laughs) let's not get into that (laughs) we'll get ourselves in trouble (laughs) yeah and as well i was just informed actually bitching and moaning are two different things
1: they are indeed yeah don't ever get those
0: confused (laughs) and i made that grave mistake one day um (laughs) Because um, <laughs> obviously, in American, it's very close to the same thing. Yeah the the meaning of the word. But um, anyway, so these this Irish Celtic cult has basically come in, taken over this town. They have more video cameras than London in terms of <laughs> monitoring people.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they definitely keep an eye on their people.
0: And they they make all of these Halloween masks and novelties. And essentially, this year they've decided. You want to know what? The main guy, what? I'm terrible. I don't remember his oh, name. Oh, uh, Cochrane. Mr. Cochrane, Cochran, uh, who basically owns the town, has just decided. You want to know what? Fuck it. We're going to destroy Halloween, and we have to sacrifice millions of people at the same time. And because and, it the, and I'm not sure ritual.
1: why we need a, a a rock from Stonehenge, but apparently we need we need a piece of Stonehenge in order to do this
0: because it glows and has superpowers clearly (laughs) melissa as
1: as stonehenge does you know everyone knows that
0: clearly (laughs) that's why you can't get close to it anymore
1: right because yeah you might you might get some of the glowing superpowers on
0: you and nobody wants that exactly (laughs) (laughs) this is actually a documentary about something that happens (laughs) oh
1: god (laughs) it's so bad it's so so bad (laughs) (laughs)
0: but (laughs) but so essentially the whole conflict is that this creepy ass doctor um and the grieving daughter of our victim ellie are trying to stop this mad cult even though they don't really know till the end or almost the end what is actually even going on in terms of Stonehenge? And I, I still don't know what's going on, so, you know, it, it, that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't quite understand that at all. And obviously, as in most movies, the villain has to go into his whole master plan. And that using the power of Stonehenge... He's going to... Which can I just point out? Not Irish. Stonehenge
1: <laughs> is not in Ireland, so I don't know what this has to do with them being Irish. But go on.
0: And as well, isn't it supposed to be taking place in some? Amer- I'm assuming American. Small I think town it's somewhere, somewhere in
1: Northern California. So how how they got I there and how right. they got the stone there is anyone's guess. Well, he said it was a lot of trouble yeah. to get it there. Yeah, so indeed. Oh, I believe. Yeah, it. clearly. I mean, it's difficult even now just to fly to California. I mean, so
0: so if if you've got to take a
1: piece of Stonehenge with you, I can't even imagine.
0: What is this? Do you have anything to declare? No? What's that? Just a piece of Stonehenge? Yeah, it's it's fine. fine.
1: You just check it as an extra bag and it'll be great.
0: Yeah, I wonder, do you pay duty on that?
1: I I can't even imagine how how much that would be (laughs) On on a priceless ancient
0: relic (laughs) i'm pretty sure we definitely let them just borrow it. yeah yeah
1: yeah absolutely i mean why not they you know they've got a mission and we want to help them with that
0: (laughs) god it's so bad we're done with halloween so it's just gonna basically the whole thing around this is that somehow the power from stonehenge goes through an amazingly incredible 1980s style computer Mm -hmm. uh and kind of it go, it, so they oh, yeah they they they, they send it through a Commodore sixty four yes, <laughs> <laughs> and somehow that activates all of these crazy masks that they've given to children which all which all have these like microchips glued to them. What I'm wondering is at the time you know keeping in mind just the movie in itself, but in 1982 was the concept of microchips like that though quite futuristic well certainly computers had microchips in
1: them but um and perhaps calculators and other types of devices but i think for most people especially in older generations at that time because it, i mean there there were people who had computers at home but it wasn't it wasn't so widespread so i think there was a lot of um a bit of fear and anxiety about oh, what's going to happen when we have all these computers in our houses?
0: And then they saw this movie. Yeah, and
1: so that, that was a great thing at that time to sort of weave that into your storytelling, you know, much like they do now about things like cybersecurity and and uh, artificial intelligence. Those are the things that we're, we're all panicking about now, about, you know, what's going to be the future of this. But at the time, yeah, I, th- I would think that microchips was... Was something that people might have worried about, or might have thought, "Oh, well, we can't trust that because you don't know what they can do with it." And indeed, we were proven right. We were right to be afraid of microchips because look what happened! Look what happened! Right. But also, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand. There was, um, there were several things that happened with the microchips that I just thought, "What?" Like the woman who she's picking one apart in her bed. She she wants to like take it apart so she can see what's inside of it. And then somehow it sends a lightning bolt through her face. <laughs> and then bugs and snakes crawl out of the hole in her face, but she's still alive. So I, I wasn't yeah. really clear on what that was about. And then also there's a scene later where he takes a bag full of the microchips and he pours it on, on top of the workers heads and that makes them all explode. And I, I, don't, I don't understand
0: why that happened either. <laughs> it was kind of like laser tag with all these little. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah,
1: which, which, I, which I, think everywhere. was also sort of coming up at that time. That the idea of you know games with lasers, <laughs>
0: <laughs> lasers, and it's all very, very year two thousand. Indeed. Well, and and even along those lines, so when they're showing kind of how they'll harness the power of Stonehenge to ruin Halloween with the kind of unsuspecting, stereotypical Californian family, I don't understand where the snakes and bugs came from crawling out of the child's eyes. And then, you know, the dad's standing there and I shouldn't laugh because this wouldn't be funny. And I'm terrified of snakes. Oh, wow. Terrified so this is like a, a true nightmare for but, you. But he's just got this snake that just keeps biting him and then hanging off his leg. And I thought, Geez, I I don't know. I guess maybe that was a little terrifying for me. But I just didn't understand how a mass. Well, I,
1: I think that was actually a, a very, a, quite a common trope of horror films at the time, early to mid 80s, because there are several horror films, oh, maybe more than several. I, I, was, I was quite into horror dur- during that period. And I think most horror films at that time had some aspect of something awful happens to you and it involves bugs crawling out of you. So the idea that these these bugs would somehow be inside of you and would just come bursting out of you um was was something that just featured in a lot of horror films during that period and uh, like you I have to admit I'm I, I'm not afraid of snakes but I absolutely do not like creepy crawlies so anything that's like roaches or just ugh no no so between the two of us we both found something to be freaked out about there
0: <laughs> there we go there's its merit as a, as a horror film. yeah yeah that, that but, was that was
1: the one thing that I that I did recoil and think ugh, no
0: well and I was actually reading as well about the movie that actually the whole showing the killing of a child was taboo at the time like a bit taboo yeah. that not many people yeah. were doing that but then when I thought about it maybe it was kind of the later 80s but I thought wasn't there a whole genre of horror movies just about killing children and toys killing children and yeah you know freddie killing children in their sleep and just the idea that children were under threat it's it's
1: something i mean i guess even now you know but any anybody anybody who has a kid or was a kid that fear is there of you know what if something happens to the kids so yeah, yeah. i guess i guess that makes sense I, I'll, I'll have to give them points for that one they did nail that one.
0: We've they've gotten 2 points now. They've gotten snakes and creepy crawlies and killing children. So And killing children. You know, you view and and the
1: soundtrack, the soundtrack.
0: Don't forget the soundtrack. 3 points. 3 points. 3 points.
1: <laughs> that that's it. That's it. I um, know oh, on the, on the cons on the con side there's so much to talk about. <laughs> so the, yeah, the scale oh, is still very much tipped in the no this is terrible.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, and and speaking of, you know, you it's interesting you said about kind of the technology piece, because I didn't think about it until you said it. But it was also the concept that this toy maker had turned all these robots into killing machines for him. And I thought as well, it for sure had to kind of buy into at the time that, you know, oh, we're going to develop all this technology and robots. And, you know, and it's going to take point, over. almost, Yeah, that essentially robots are gonna take over, you know, your jobs, your livelihood, and then now Which they're is gonna funny, kill you that's, as well. Yeah,
1: that's that's the exact same thing that people are afraid of now. Is that artificial intelligence is gonna get out of control and the robots are gonna take over?
0: Oh, <sighs> I, we never I change, don't even do know, we? I want to buy into that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just the human condition of being afraid about not being in control. Yeah, exactly. Exactly is is really what that's all about. Now you're gonna get me on a geeky tangent of AI. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but I was at a presentation about it earlier this year, and you know, one of the people who actually work with machine learning and AI is like obviously you have to you have to teach it, you have to watch it. You, there has to be parameters set because um, the example they gave was I don't know if you remember when Twitter released basically a tweet bot. Yeah, that and she became AI. she yeah,
1: she became a horrible racist within a few hours.
0: Yeah, it took less than I think it was 12 hours to basically become a Nazi. Yeah. So, um <laughs> yeah, she yeah, she was horrible and then then they just took her offline. Yeah, she just disappeared. So, um probably for the best.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> because if there's one thing <laughs> the world doesn't need more of, it's racists. <laughs> <laughs> exactly we don't a, need to we I'm don't, a don't a need to be Wonderbox. having artificial races we've got enough that are just naturally occurring in the world <laughs>
0: <laughs> we don't even need to artificially make them we no. have plenty yeah we have plenty thanks many already yeah you can keep your racist robots to yourself <laughs> um <laughs> but it, that also kind of actually about robots reminds me, I said earlier that when you rewatch a film, sometimes you notice things that you didn't before. And actually it was only this time that I noticed when he's kind of running through the factory looking for Ellie that there's a robot that's knitting. And of course yeah, I really that noticed cause I love Yeah, I love knitting and crochet. But I thought, you know, actually this is not the first horror movie I've witnessed that in. And I feel like at some point I might have to do, and I, I apologize in advance to any listeners, but legitimate an episode just about knitting scenes. In in horror films. Way. Yeah, yeah,
1: I, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's so funny that there's some things that you think aren't inherently scary, like um, clowns. Clowns are supposed to be, you know, happy things at children's birthday parties, and yet they feature quite heavily in horror films because there's there's something just unsettling about them. There's something creepy you could definitely understand. I mean, you know, there's, there's been some pretty major films that feature clowns as the bad guy. And it's, yeah, it's, it's the same thing with, there are a lot of things around children that see, are seemingly so innocent that really do pop up quite frequently in horror films and I think maybe the the, the knitting and the crocheting kind of ties in with that because again it's something that you think about a sweet old granny is doing this for her grandkids it's something super wholesome super innocent and yet when you see her in that chair knitting you know something bad's about to happen
0: yeah absolutely and you know in other movies I've seen people stab yeah. with knitting needles or in the I think it was it might have been the original Halloween. Actually, she's knitting to kind of spend the time while she's watching right, children. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just a I think it's just the, the, the quintessential
1: um... <laughs> wholesome hobby, knitting and crocheting. And so if you can turn that into something horrible, then you know it makes for a nice surprise in a film
0: yeah I get what you say about wholesome although I'm thinking with some of my projects that I've done I, I don't know that I would call them wholesome yeah well yeah
1: when we put you in knitting together that's a different thing
0: I mean I once sent a bunch of listeners some crocheted vaginas <laughs> that were actually chapstick holders yeah that sounds like something you would do for
1: sure because who doesn't well, want a indeed, vagina chapstick indeed. holder? Indeed, everyone everyone has to have one. You know, for the person who has everything, what, you know, what do you get them? A crocheted vagina?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would customize as well. Oh, God. So. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I shouldn't even admit to that. Um, we'll say there were a few pierced vagina chapstick <laughs> holders.
1: Hey, body mods are fine. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs>
0: Absolutely not. So, <laughs> but I do want to say I don't think for the listeners we've really sold this uh, <laughs> this movie too heavily. Um, other than just it's it's really terrible. If, and... if
1: you're looking, if you like films about sexual harassment, boy, are you in luck. This even even <laughs> the lab tech, this woman who's helping him sort of solve the mystery the very first time he goes in to speak to her about it, all of a sudden he's touching her and then she's kissing him. And I <laughs> just think, does he have inappropriate relationships with every woman he knows? I think he
0: does. Cause he'd already, he'd already groped lying yeah. at least and then, two nurses, made allusions to that. He should have <laughs> went home with them.
1: And then of course, when the next time that he talks, when he speaks to the lab tech on the phone, he's already slept with the other girl multiple times. Then the lab tech calls him with an update, and then she's talking about, "Oh, you know, this is going to cost you several dinners." And he's like, "You know, I always like to go out to dinner with you." I was like, "Isn't your new girlfriend right there in the other room?" <laughs> like, <laughs> "Oh, is, yeah, he's horrible. He's awful."
0: And and in in some ways. It's almost the way I put it is, you know, when they check. For example, when they check into the oh, hotel, and Ellie asks him, "Did you want to I sleep, have Dr. that Challenge? exact line written
1: down in my notes because I was like, "This, this is actually where this is going to cross over into porn." <laughs> this, this is sex and <laughs> horror at the same I did time. Make
0: note.
1: <laughs> because that is that is the setup for just about every porn scene there is. Where there's some hinting around things and then she says suggestively, Well, what do you want to do?
0: Yeah. I literally wrote yeah. softcore porn exactly. 80s style. Exactly. <laughs> and if she didn't know she was going there, why did she have a black uh, underneath her clothes? Yeah,
1: it's just at all. Unbelievable. Because yeah. she
0: didn't she didn't have a change of clothes. Yeah, because she didn't have a change do, of clothes.
1: Melissa. So she'd actually been wearing that. <laughs> So she's ready to go at a moment's notice.
0: (laughs) As you should be, clearly. Well, hey, you know, you're going to a doctor,
1: you're going to a hospital, and yes, it's because your dad died, but also there are doctors there, so you should be ready just in case one of them wants to sleep with you, because you never know because your your dad can't support you anymore because he's dead. So now you you're going to have to get to get that money from somewhere. Yeah, you need a sugar daddy. You need another man knows you're not going to be able to support you. I mean, who's going to keep you in black lace teddies? I mean, come on. You got to think in practical terms, girl. So, you know, she's she's looking out for herself and her and her black lace teddy <laughs> habits, so I you know, you can't blame her. She a girl does what she has to do. <laughs> absolutely and and yeah that's yeah that's the lesson we've learned here is that all women want to sleep with this guy (laughs) yeah the 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 stash on a doctor i mean you know what's not to like
0: he was kind of like a cheap (laughs) burt reynolds (laughs) how (laughs) sorry i
1: mean we don't want to speak ill of the dead but really how far down how cheap do you have to be to be a cheap
0: burt reynolds (laughs) god oh awful so bad, <laughs> so bad. Um, but if you do like terrible horror, robots... random explosions, for no- yeah, random explosions for no reason, and sexual harassment, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Then this is a
1: movie for you. Agreed. Also, can can I just point out that this is one of those films that falls. There's there's so many. There are so many old films that uh, wouldn't be possible now because. The entire films, the entire problems of the film could be solved with a mobile phone. Um, you know, like any of these films, like people use the the quintessential example is uh, Blair Witch Project. All they ha- would have to do really is just have a phone with internet on it, and they could just find their way out. Just just use Google Maps and find your way out. But <laughs> <laughs> so that film just wouldn't be possible now. <laughs> but this also like. The, the very last scene when he's ringing up the the television station and he's trying to get them to switch this thing off and they switch it off on one station and then they switch it off on the next the next station. But then, of course, the cliffhanger is that they're not able to switch it off on... There the, they're, are they're only three channels and they're not able to switch it off on the third one in time. And, of course, that's where we suddenly cut to black and, and then it's over. But, of course, now... That would have been, like, it, first of all, nobody's just going to ring up and and say, you have to take this off now. Secondly, there are, what, thousands, if not tens of thousands of, of, of television channels out there? So if, if, it, if this thing was showing on all the channels at the same time, <laughs> there's, there's just no way that you could get them to switch it off. <laughs> I'm sure there wasn't in 1982 either, but, you know, they had to, they had to try, didn't they?
0: Not to mention, could you imagine the cost of oh, having God. a show on every single oh, channel God. nowadays? If you,
1: yeah, if you, were, if you were selling a product and you wanted it advertised at in, in sync, like across all channels at the same time on Halloween night, I don't think even Google could afford that.
0: No, absolutely not. And I mean, really, wouldn't they just save the trouble and put it up as like a YouTube link or an Instagram post and run a like campaign around yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i i think the lesson we've taken from this is is just don't ever watch this film again and and i i hope we don't run any into any technical glitches this time because i'm not i'm not watching this film a third time i'm not doing it (laughs) halloween three third time please no if if we're doing that we're gonna have to take another two-year break (laughs) in between (laughs) because i yeah so
0: that the whole goldfish yeah, effect can, because yeah, yeah i think the only re- the
1: only reason i was able to watch it this time is because i had zero memory of the last watching so
0: fair enough i agree and hopefully like i said i'm using some some new technology myself this time around um that we won't have that problem yeah so far <laughs> so good so it seems like this might be a good place to pause and we'll be back for the second half which isn't yeah. really a second half shortly
1: from the directors that brought you a
0: serbian kebab hellgrazer and the hills have pies comes the latest fast food horror
1: the nutritionist well give me an example like what exactly did she say Specifically, Mrs. McNeil, she advised me to keep my fingers away from her goddamn kebab. You're telling me that I should take my daughter to a witch doctor? Is that it?
0: I'm not Megan. Well, let's introduce
1: ourselves. I'm Damien Karras. And I'm the Colonel. Now kindly give me those
0: wraps. If you're the Colonel, why don't you make the wraps disappear? That's much too vulgar a display of power, Karras.
1: I thought you were supposed to be an expert.
0: There are no experts. You probably know as much about nutrition as most people. Look, your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says he's the Colonel himself. And if you've seen as many psychotics as I have, you know it's like saying you're the Burger King.
1: Let Gregs fuck you. Let Gregs fuck you. Let him fuck you. Baby, Feed baby. Me. Feed me you know what she ate, your hunting daughter?
0: Especially important is the warning to avoid placing orders with the demon. We may ask what his specials are, but anything beyond that is dangerous. He is a friar! The demon is a friar! He will lie to confuse us, but he will mix the Colonel's 13 spices to attack us! The attack is intestinal Damien and powerful, so don't supersize! Remember! Don't supersize! I cast you out!
1: Unclean eating! Shove it up your ass, Mirren!
0: In the name of our Lord Jamie Oliver, it is he who commands you! It is he who flung you from the gates of Whole Foods to the depths of KFC! Eat it! Be gone! Eat it, Karras! Eat it! From this creature of God, be gone! In the name of the quinoa, the green tea, and the holy superfood.
1: Coming to theaters nowhere this autumn, The Nutritionist. made Tea for Tasteless.
0: The power of wheatgrass compels you. The power of wheatgrass compels you. The power of wheatgrass compels, compels you. We say second half, right? But really? It's actually more like a third, a quarter to a third. (laughs) But we're just going to keep calling it a half because, you know, the show has two halves. It's part two. It's the sex half. Yeah, it's the sex half for sure. (laughs) So (laughs) for those of you who have listened to previous episodes, and I might actually, you know, get the thought to kind of release some old episodes here and there. So you might get to hear some of those kind of throughout the show as well, but I would always ask a sex question, so you know I would ask a guest about maybe their sexual experiences or what's their favorite role play, or you know we always had a good time. But um, obviously, when you uh, <laughs> when you're blue, <blah>, um, <laughs> that's a whole nother kind of sex half. <laughs> <laughs> Um, (laughs) I think I might have to ask someone about that now but um, yeah, maybe he wants to watch but um, no, so I would always ask questions uh, of my guests and this time around I thought you know what let's just go with four standard questions I'm going to ask every guest and then get ready because I'm going to have you for the next guest I'm going to ask you about basically a random question that you want me to ask the next guest so then great i'll have a think about that that way every guest just gets five questions four standard so you know not too surprising except for melissa who has no idea what these are and it's the first episode yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's the thing is that i'm i'm at a disadvantage because everyone else is going to know what these questions are and they'll have time to prepare but i'm i'm you know i'm going in blind as but it were but you want to so know what? i we'll trust see. that you
0: can do it though see i have the confidence i'm i'm that i'm you'll sure i can. questions
1: <laughs> we'll
0: see we'll see and then i obviously just came up with my own uh question for the fifth one on right one. okay um so are are you I, ready i'm for ready your let's question? do it <laughs> so to speak okay yes <laughs> I almost went like ooh or misses, but um (laughs) I'm trying you know, I'm I'm anglicising myself. Yeah, there we go. Um Alright, first question Do you well, really it's what is your favorite flavour of lube? Oh coconut. (laughs)
1: <laughs> was, was that a quick enough answer for you yeah no boy I ha- that's it good. was almost as if I Aren't had you? that one ready to go but yeah coconut coconut and in fact they they do these um uh, most brands have like the regular line of flavors and then they also have ones that are kind of uh, spicy so okay. um so they'll have like regular coconut and then they'll have coconut hot like a curry no like um almost, so almost oh god that's something you really don't want to involve in <laughs> insects is curry <laughs> right
0: but, but no it's hot like
1: you know how red hot's have that like just it's not menthol it's cinnamon-y. yeah it's that cinnamony it's not even spice it's it's just that little bit of, of heat to it they add a little bit of that into the different flavors so you can get regular like strawberry pineapple vanilla coconut whatever you want and then you can get hot versions of all of those it, and to, no it doesn't apparently it doesn't burn the other person like like it doesn't burn the it doesn't burn the genitals or whatever but it
0: I'm not getting into that story. (laughs) There are other things
1: that burn the genitals. We won't go there, but (laughs) we can go there. It doesn't matter. That's that's what this half of the show is for. But yeah, I I, I quite like the coconut, both the regular and the hot varieties. So there you go.
0: (laughs) Ah, and I learned something because this, this is making me feel like, I've been missing a whole world yeah, of lube with the flavors. spicy flavors, and of
1: course, you know, obviously, they call it hot. those that play on words as well, so it's you know, hot in both senses of the word. So yeah, there oh. you go. Some something for you to try next time you're in the shops.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Could I please have? The Sorry, hot do you have lube? this? Do you have this strawberry one in hot?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure to say it quite loudly, so everyone just kind of.
1: Yeah, yeah, be- because we know that sex shops are just always packed with people. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be you and the two 17-year-olds who are trying to pretend they're 19. Absolutely. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so the next question, I will warn you, is a bit random and it might have come about when um, the husband and I were drinking a bit. I was going to say there may have been alcohol involved. <laughs> there was definitely alcohol involved with this question. So, you know, it might mm-hmm. change in time. But Right, okay. um Very randomly. So imagine if you're having sex outdoors, Mm -hmm. what animal would you like watching you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that is random. That one might have to go
0: after this episode.
1: (laughs) Well, the first thing that occurred to me was that you don't actually need to be outdoors for that because anyone who's ever owned a dog or a cat Knows that they will sit on the corner of the bed, <laughs> and it's it's really quite off-putting because they just stare. They just they just sit at the corner of the, or the or the dog will sit on the floor and put his chin on the bed.
0: <laughs> and oh, he's I once just looking. <laughs> I once had a kitten, and you know how certain objects f- will swing back and forth um, during sex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and of course if there's anything that kittens love it's moving <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so we can all picture what happened there um <laughs> and and personally now now that i'm rereading it and you know a slightly more sober state i don't think you'd want any animal watching you really like well i think just it, I uh, like it, certainly no you wouldn't
1: but also uh just on a non-sexual note uh I, I, I quite like animals and so I think as soon as I saw an animal that would be the end of the sex I'd be like no no get off of me I want to go see what this animal is if <laughs> you like look a cat yeah exactly I do at, at that point I'm <laughs> at that point I'm probably no longer interested in the sex and I, I, I just want to go see the animal so
0: fair enough and also making note as I said might be a different question people.
1: <laughs> I'll have to come back when 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 you've refined the questions and then and then have have another go.
0: Absolutely. All right, next question. Yeah. What do you cook your one night stand the next morning? Oh, that is actually a good question because
1: you've just you've just named two things that I don't do. <laughs> Anyone who's known me for longer than five minutes knows that I cannot cook worth a shit. Like nothing. So breakfast the next morning is definitely going to be, we're either ordering something or we're going out to a restaurant. I'm happy to foot the bill, but I'm just, I'm not getting in the kitchen. Life's too short. They have professionals who know how to do that properly. And they're called chefs and they work at restaurants. So we're going to a restaurant for breakfast 100%. And then everyone can have what they want and nobody has to, you know, think, oh, I would have rather had something else. You can just have what you want, order what you want from the menu. That's the great thing about restaurants. And as for the one night stand, um, I won't say that every person I've had sex with was somebody that I was in love with, Um, but certainly I I only really developed sexual attraction for people once i've known them for a while so like looking looking at a picture i i certainly have friends you know straight female friends who can look and say oh he's really hot you know i definitely would and i just can't tell from a picture whether i would or not i have to get to know someone a little bit before before i know whether or not i'm attracted to them so um so one night stands have never really been my thing but um, I, I've certainly had sex with people that maybe I didn't I didn't know well enough. Like looking back, I think, oh, I wish I I got to know that person a bit better, and maybe I would have made a different decision. But uh, yeah, so no one night like, stands for me, you know, unfortunately or otherwise.
0: <laughs> All right, I've been told my dinner is twelve minutes off. So um, anyway, <laughs> priorities, <laughs> priorities. I'm I'm suddenly wanting food maybe because we're talking about one night stands and restaurants (laughs) yeah indeed Indeed. (laughs) no more one night stands for me either so you know yeah you you live in that married life now i am i am (laughs) so yeah congratulations on that thank you i suppose i better get to these um these last couple of questions okay um this might it's could or couldn't tie in maybe with question one about flavors of lube but um (laughs) what (laughs) what condiment would you cover your partner in (laughs) i
1: think the one that pops into my head is honey uh, which Mm. i guess probably technically is not a condiment but Um, I think the idea of having anything sort of savory or salty involved with sex, just uh, no, I always think of something sweet, either chocolate syrup or honey or caramel, that kind of thing. Um, but that said, uh, every time that I have tried to incorporate food with sex at the same time, it's just gone horribly wrong i think i think i think for me food and sex are two separate activities and i love them both but i don't want to do them at the same time fair enough
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then the last one uh kind of relates to uh in a way almost to our movie today but um what halloween or horror movie themed porn parody would you watch (laughs) <laughs> wow! Wow, um, I
1: I think you know, like we were talking about Mike Myers and Jason and all that. Um, I th- <laughs> I think maybe the idea of a, of a of a guy like Jason who shows up at the door, and then and then the girl pulls a stunt like the girl did in Halloween three, where she says, "Well, where do you want to sleep, Doctor?" So <laughs> instead of being afraid and running away from him, she she invites him in. And it's just. It's almost like the bummer it's it's coming to the door. Yeah, exactly. And it's just too good an offer to pass up. So he decides that instead of being a serial killer, why don't I bang this chick first? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the title would be for that, but <laughs> it's got to have some sort of pun in the title, as all porn parodies do. But oh, yeah, ha- Halloween 3 season of the. I'm
0: mm, <laughs> not really sure.
1: Season of the Snatch.
0: Season of the Snatch, <laughs> and he just shows up at multiple women's doors. Like.
1: So instead of being a serial killer, he's just like a serial banger. He just he just he just goes around banging chicks at everybody's houses. <laughs> but they all they all want. He, he he keeps trying to take the mask off, and they're like, no no no, keep it
0: on. <laughs> they're all into it. <laughs> It's like they're kink, you know yeah.
1: <laughs> that's, that's their thing is, is is guys they can't see the face
0: <laughs> It's the big mystery. who is that man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get him to pay a visit?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, instead of, instead of you hoping that he doesn't come, you're hoping that he does
0: come in every sense of the word. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, how many days do we have to wait till Halloween?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and now I'm hearing the song again. No. no. Sorry.
0: That's actually the movie that's playing when they're banging.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, that would be so off-putting if you had to listen to that song. (laughs) It's like the opposite of an aphrodisiac. It's
0: like, actually, no, get the fuck out. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. Just I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been great having you on the show. Uh, for Thank those you. Of you. I really enjoyed it. Who haven't got to listen to the joy of us panicking that uh, it was almost lost again? Um, <laughs> maybe it's the uh, technology. maybe it is the season of the witch. It's the season yeah, of the maybe. witch when it comes to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um, maybe
1: the recording almost got lost in Stonehenge somewhere. <laughs> But we got it. We got it in the end. So we did. So um, that way
0: everyone will be able to listen to it and soon.
1: And I, are you ready for my, for my question for the next guest?
0: Absolutely. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I've, I've, I've thought about this. I, I know what I want to know. I would like to know from your next guest, what new things have they learned about sex from the internet? like what things were they not aware of before before the internet came along to educate them and <laughs> w- what made me think about this question was that um back in the day i remember the very first time that i encountered the concept of furries and yeah. this was not something that i had ever don't know if i just through sheer luck or whatever never met anyone who was into this lifestyle but, when I saw this on the internet, I was like, "Hmm, so that exists <laughs> and i I had just never heard of this before. Now, there have been things since then that you know the internet has really opened my eyes about a lot of sexual stuff but but that was that was a big one where I just thought, "Oh, you're right, that's something that I wasn't aware of before." So I, I would like to know from your next guest, what things have they learned? What sort of sexual things have, have they encountered on the internet that maybe they weren't familiar with before the internet came along?
0: I really hope I get one of those guests that's um, one of those people who have asked the internet like ridiculous yeah. questions. like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know <laughs> The whole list of ridiculous questions asked. Also, I'm, the I'm thinking whatever
1: whatever their answer to the question um, is, I, you know, it might be something that I've not heard of. I may have to go and ruin my Google search history with it.
0: <laughs> well, now yeah, that you exactly. have a new
1: Mac,
0: exactly, you need I gotta to ruin I gotta
1: have something history. that that you can uh, that you can come over to my house and throw away when I die. <laughs> you, you're my you're my yeah, yeah, yeah you have to be my my, designate, my designated browser history ditcher. You've got to come over and get rid of that when I die.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We didn't even have to have that before the internet. Now having having
1: to delete your history.
0: (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) Well, as I said, um, it has been really good having you on the show, and I really am glad that actually you're my first guest on Screams and Moans returns.
1: Yeah, I was really honoured to be asked, so thank you very much. That was—it's been really fun.
0: Definitely, Had a really good time. and I've kept you up nice and late. Well, not too late, but
1: you know. Ah, yeah, no, it's a Friday night, so well, I don't know what what day it is when people are listening to this, but right now in our world, it's Friday night, so yeah, Absolutely. it's fine. <laughs>
0: all right so uh with that if any of my guests want to check you out or get in touch on social media as long as you're cool with that um i am absolutely cool with it i'm a social media kind of girl so where could they find you on said social media
1: i'm super easy to find because i'm melissa maples everywhere and that's maples like the tree and melissa spelt the uh normal way uh, I'm Melissa Maples on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. And I'm also Melissamaples.com. And if you go to Google and type in Melissa Maples, I think like the first three pages of hits are all me. That's so, good So um, I'm SEO. super easy to find. <laughs> yeah, that, it's it's good SEO, but it's 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 not very good. If if you wanted to stalk me, that would also be very easy. <laughs> so that's that's the downside easy to find.
0: <laughs> I suppose there is that. Hopefully no stalkers on are listening to this show well you know um, it
1: depends what it depends on what they look like (laughs) 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 i i I still haven't you know i still haven't experimented with i still haven't gone through my one night stand experimentation phase so you never know oh god now i'm inviting that no let's not
0: (laughs) (laughs) see i was gonna go with the opposite and say actually the thing is is now they know you're not up for one night yeah i'm definitely not so so, so
1: don't please don't send dick pics because it won't get you anywhere
0: Except maybe a block.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. that's the, the first track to a block, definitely.
0: <laughs> We're not into Dr. Pornstash or whoever no, no, you are. No, definitely not. <laughs> and yeah, so for Screams and Moans, I've actually started a new account uh, on Instagram, and that's the best place to find us, and that is Screams and Moans Returns. Kind of all one word, as usual. Um, and yeah, thank you again, and... I will speak to you soon, I'm sure. (laughs) Have a great night, everyone. Have a great night.